Hi guys, welcome to Tanked Up. We are a weekly craft beer drinking, video game playing podcast. I'm joined, as ever, by Alex Malpass. Right. And Adil Kerji. Hello. I am Ben Nova. We're going to be drinking some beers and talking about some games. Do you normally say craft beer drinking at the beginning? He said it I last did it in last week, yeah. I changed it, it, I changed it last week. So now I'm just going to say it that every week. Okay, fair enough. And I made the really shitty joke about beers made by subsidiaries of the craft corporation. Oh yeah, it's all flooding back from yeah. now. How did I forget? <laughs> just in case you also wish to relive the situation. Um, this week we're going to talk about games we've been playing, beers that we're drinking, and we're going to have a discussion topic on morality. Is that, what we, is that actually what we're talking about? Yeah. Do we decide that? Morality in games, as a mechanic, or as a... Morality as a mechanic. The morality of certain parts of games. That is the dog. And when the, the dog is going insane... So yeah, she's she's amusing herself though. It's fine. Yeah, got got a bone. So let's chat about some beers. Yeah. So this week we've got um, an honest brew instalment, and they gave us some Buxton beers to as a discussion point because they like Buxton apparently, and I don't think either any of us knows that much about Buxton. So. No, we had a couple the week before last. Or was it last week? I think we had one last week. Yeah. Uh, no, ca- Canada was last week. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah, the yeah. week before we had a couple of Buxton, but none of the ones that we've had yeah, none today. Of these. So we've got um, an India Red Ale, uh, an India Pale Ale, a double IPA, and a Black Sour. Which So the order of um, my normal thing is like do the IPAs or the stouts last because mm-hmm. everything else will be less. Yeah, but we kind of. Three. IPAs essentially, and like, like that, maybe. I mean, uh, yeah, I would think the IRA, the IPA, the double IPA, and the black sour. Black sour, although I have no idea, I've never had a black sour, so how no, strong is no, it? No, I've had a couple of sours and pre pre fucking strong, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, but so leave your sours till last. I think leave the sours till last just really because yeah. I haven't had a good experience with sours, okay. I don't want to spoil the uh, the rest of it. Yeah, so yeah, IRA, yeah. IPA, double IPA, BS. Yeah, I don't think IRA. I don't think anyone calls them IRAs. <laughs> uh, we did it a few episodes ago. <laughs> you did. Yeah, like, anyway. This is apparently the callback episode. Yeah. yeah. So in India Red Ale, for all of those who so are thinking... What's oh, called High Tour? It's called High Tour. They're all of them by Buxton. So let's see if they're any good. We had uh, an India Red... Was it... Um... Bristol Beer Factory? Yeah. Or New Bristol? Uh, yeah, maybe we did. It was called Flames. It was. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It was. We weren't expecting its softness, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah, I thought we thought it would be a bit more hard hitting, a bit more punchy. Especially with the name Flame. Mm. Okay, so it's very, like, deep. It's actually red. It is. It's kind of red, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I suppose it is. For beer, that's as red as beer gets. Which is a difference from the last IRA. Really nice nose. Mm, it is. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> huh. Yeah. It's mm. almost... Huh. I don't know. Doesn't doesn't taste very hoppy at all. No. Oh, Again, it's very light. Uh, mm. But... It's, it's coppery. In comparison to what you imagine it will be, mm. it's a lot lighter. It's almost... 
Cat it reminds me, of, yeah, I was going to say, it's got that, reminds me a bit of the espresso yeah. stout in that sort of mm. almost burnt caramelness. Yeah, so that's the um, the tiny trace of probably chocolate malt in there mm. that um, that has, it's like really, really, really dark. So um, it's just, you chuck it in a stout to make it black, mm. whatever. Um, that That's there, it must be there. Um, along with, I think... Um, I think there's this malt called Cara Red, which is um, probably what's giving it the, the redness. You might not want to leave that on the floor. <laughs> I mean, there's she's a dog running around. I'm watching. She's busy with the bone. Yeah, okay. There's a table here. Oh. <laughs> right. Anyway, Who's going yeah. to start us off? I think uh, you rarely start us off. Okay. And yeah. you say you've had got a plethora of choice. I have played several games this week. Um I've been playing a lot more Pillars of Eternity. Mm. It's still excellent. Okay. Um, I thought I was maybe about halfway through, but I don't think I am halfway through. I've been doing a lot of side quests um, in the main um, sort of city area, or at least the, the biggest city area that I've come up to so far. Um, it's very nice. It's decision making and how free it is to allow you to do what you want is really good. You could, you could miss all of these side quests completely. And just go out and grind, um, rather than doing any of them. And it, it's yeah, just keep sucking me in, which is good. Just nice. playing that for for a while. But um, I suppose the uh, another game that well, I played. Before we move uh, on, just out of curiosity. Ooh, ooh. Um, a question. Are you, yeah. Uh, are you so you seem to be still enamored with it? Yeah. Um, have you uh, come into new appreciation for mechanics or anything, or is it is it just that the storyline's compelling and the gameplay is solid? So that I mean, you the storyline's the storyline's so so. It's okay. It's um, it, I mean, I'm much more enamoured with the world and all of the different um, sort of side missions and things. I want to sort of seek out different characters and go through their story almost. You know. Um, and I think that, that keeps pulling me back, wanting to go and do all of these different things. I mean, a lot of it is, it's almost a lot of the same sort of stuff. Go to this place, right. kill this person, do something, or deliver something, make a decision. Standard fantasy. Come away fantasy. again and, and then have to, yeah, engage in some dialogue and things. It is nice. I know, it, it just pulls you in more, just to experience what this world has, really. Um, I did start as a, uh, I've been playing as a fighter, um, so I started a, a, another couple of games. I only played the first sort of hour through um, of a different couple of different classes, and I picked monk. Um, it's like a melee fighter class, and then uh, paladin as well, which is sort of a bit more of a healery, tanky sort of. You, you know, are, are these separate characters, or are these progression? No, these are separate characters. So I started the game again as a different character class. Oh, so so you're you're actually lapping yourself? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, I've only played the first hour. Of sort of as a different class, just to pick up different mechanics and see how the different classes play. Um, you sound like me in MMOs. Yeah, I, first I mean ten levels, seventeen times, and then get bored with the game because I'm sick of the quests. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But I think with this, I keep going back to my main game as the fighter, um, just because I want to experience the world. I want to have that it's almost a, a whole run through of the whole game, so I know what I've got to, you know, what there is before I go around and play as a different class I think um, and I think it is such a big game that I'm not sure that I will pick up another class and play through I think I'll start one and play a few hours of it 
as soon as something else comes along, like The Witcher 3, in about two weeks' time, <laughs> I think I might be jumping to that. So, yeah. So, yeah, a few more hours sunk into that. Um, I played one of the free PS Plus games this month, uh, which is called Never Alone, mm. which is a little puzzle platformer where you play as a, um, a native Alaskan... I didn't realise that was on PS Plus. Yeah, yeah it's, it's one of the games this month. So it's only available for another couple of days as of this recording. Um, and the new, I mean, the new ones normally drop sort of the fourth or fifth, something like that. So it's a little bit of time to pick one up. Um, but yeah, you, you basically play through um, Alaskan folklore. You play through a few different um, stories of Alaskan folklore. And it's actually done by... Um, an Alaska, a native Alaskan, um, Inuit, uh... yeah, sort of tribe in their council. They have created a game studio and got a game developer in to create this. To sort of the, the whole thing about it is passing down stories. So they're trying to go a bit more digital, which is, I think is really cool. Which that's... is really cool. And as you play through the game, you get various different uh, video clips. So you might get a thirty-second video clip of them saying, "Oh, this is why foxes are, you know, great," because. Part of the uh, the game mechanics are that you're uh, this young girl, but you have a fox um, sort of spirit animal, and they both have different abilities, and you switch between the two of them to be able to move through the or to be able to platform through the levels. Um, and it's like I mean, it's very short. I, I can't imagine I played it for any more than sort of four hours, if that. I think I did it in about two sittings. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very good. Little platformer, just something to sort of while away an afternoon with. Um, if you have something free, I'm being eaten. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, so there, Wilma. There is a dog running around. I think we said there was a dog, but all that noise in the background was a dog chucking a thing around and playing with it. Maybe we should attach a picture of Wilma in the I think pictures. so. There'll be tweets of Wilma's face yeah. eating someone's hand. For those of you interested, Wilma's a miniature schnauzer. Mm-hmm. So, cool dog, but quite noisy and full of beans. <laughs> Ruckus. Yeah. Nice. So, Adam, <clears throat> what have you uh, um, played this week? So, uh, coming off of last week in our discussion of um, game worlds, um, I had a nostalgic pang for the world of big, oversized swords, giant summons, and crystals galore. Um, and so I picked up the Vita, and um, I started playing Final Fantasy Ten slash ten two HD Redux Vita Edition. Um, having said that, I've, I'm only a couple hours into a couple few into Final Fantasy Ten, um, which I hadn't played since uh, I lived with someone in undergraduate who had a PS2 that was brand new, and we both played yeah. through. Um, and um, I, I still enjoy it. Um, it's uh, the graphics are really quite good. Um, mm. I can't really remember how much better, how much worse they might have looked on a TV on a PS2, but it looks really good on the on the gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I mean there was a screen. from what I can remember, it was obviously nowhere near as blocky as uh, as the previous games, but it was more along the sort of the lines of in aesthetic terms of something like Final Fantasy VIII, where it's a bit more of a real world sort yeah. of vibe to it. Um, but I do remember on the PS2 version a lot of screen tearing and textures. Oh, moving true. sort of between each other and the characters sort of um, popping in and out. So yeah, so I'm enjoying rehashing the story. Um, 
I have to say that I still hate Blitzball. Um, for those of you who played it, you should be having... I I'm, would be surprised if you didn't have some pang of annoyance in remembering it. It's the um, sort of... Uh, Final Fantasy X has a time travel element, and one of the only constants is the sport Blitzball, and it's basically like volleyball slash football in a, in a sphere in a sphere of water where you don't have to worry about drowning but there are, is no way there's no explanation of how no one needs to worry about breathing magic night magic yeah. <laughs> um, it's fun fantasy it's just magic yeah. uh, and it's just unfortunately due to the sort of RPG um, action menu style uh, engine mm, mm. you just can't do this sort of very dynamic game easily it's a lot of Sending commands from a context menu, but trying to do that really quickly in a way that just doesn't quite work. And there's parts of the storyline that you have to do Blitzball. Yeah. It's really yeah. annoying that way. Um, I mean, for the Blitzball player to get his ultimate weapon, you have to basically have a perfect season, I think. I can't really remember. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that, right? That, that seems reasonable. But for the main plot to rely on this really clunky mechanic... Um, side thing is is really disappointing. Yeah, I mean, I really liked it as a, a concept. Blitz, oh, yeah. Blitzball, and such. Yeah, Blitzball um, seems like but, a really yeah, fun game. Yeah, but mechanically, it's um, it is very clunky. It's very heavy. And um, <clears throat> um, because of that, and because FF10's basic narrative is some some argued at the time, and probably still argue, is basically FF7 rehashed. Um, I started FF7 on the Vita as well. <laughs> and you know what? Those polygons are adorable. It's one yeah. of my, it is one of my favorite, most favorite games ever. Yeah, and it, it, it stands up. I, I know exactly what's going on in the plot, but I'm still, actually, I feel like I'm still kept in by the narrative. The world is really well developed. Fighting system is still solid. I mean, yeah. it, the it, newer Final Fantasies have, trying to make it more dynamic and, like, action Devil May cry mm -hmm. And yeah. I have no problem with the sort of, I think they called it active time system, where yep. your, your bars continue active filling up. System. Yeah, ABS, that's right. Like the bricks. But yeah, uh, so th those two games, uh, I'll start with that. It's just Final Fantasy, who knew? Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. I, I know that they're bringing uh, Final Fantasy VII to PlayStation 4. You said? But it's not any kind of redone HD super def version. Because they did. It's the same game, on the PS just able to run on the PS4. The PS3 had a concept of the beginning of... Uh, it did. Of the... Of yeah, as a tech demo. As a tech demo. Yeah. And everyone was just like, oh my god. The Square Enix do this. They, they bring out a new engine and they just do a, yeah. a short tech demo and just say, well, let's make everybody really excited and then just shut you fucking down. Um, I originally, I, I, I uh, recently moved um, within Canada and got a bunch of my uh, stuff that was in storage for years and years, and I have the original FF7 4CD PC CD-ROM Nice, game. I do as well. Um, I also have it on Steam, and I also have it on <laughs> Vita, because uh, yes, it is one of my favorite games, and, I, and it was on a PlayStation Plus sale or whatever. Yeah. And so I got it for cheap, and I was like, I would actually probably play this on the Vita in a way that I just haven't come back to it on the PC, because there's always something better in my Steam library mm -hmm. if I'm sitting at my PC and want to fuck around. So, so yeah. Nice. Alex? Um, well, I haven't played that much games this week, but um, 
Should we have another beer? Yeah. And then... Uh, you can tell us what you've been <clears throat> revisiting. Yeah. As it is quite topical. Is this, it? The new one has been... Um, teased, and a trailer has come out for it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's yes. true. Um, but before we get to that, um, this is the Buxton Axe Edge IPA. So hopefully... Um, <clears throat> this won't be as coppery as okay. the last beer. I wasn't massively blown away by that no, India Red I, I, I think I might just not be a fan of the type. Yeah. Although it does taste quite a bit different from the last one. I, mean, I made an India Brown Ale, which was in concept a bit similar to that. Yeah, I'd be preferring Advil. Uh, well, I mean, like a multi IPA is the idea, I suppose, with that type of beer. But the malt was like dominating a lot, and that was just a quite sort of a somewhat hopped uh, brown ale, basically. Yeah. That was or red ale, I suppose. Hmm. But <clears throat> this is—it looks a lot lighter. Oh, this is very this clear. is an IPA, isn't it? Yeah, it's a yeah. crystal clear, mm. um, sort of orangey. Sort of like a, a darker but same tonal area of, as apple juice, I would say. Uh-huh. There's not much nose to it. No, not oh, huge. But no. there's quite a there's a nice distinct hop. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I don't know what is. hop it is, but you can tell like there's there's just this nice flash of this is this hop is in here. Yeah, it's a nice balanced mm. um, Ooh. fruity. Ooh. Ooh, I really like that. Yeah, that's good. We can make these noises with every beer, but um, that's good. Mm-hmm. It's um, what are those fruits? It's not quite berry. Yeah, but it's it's like it, it's, it kind of is. I think almost. Um, it's not well. It's not. Hmm. I don't well, know. I'm not sure what I'm getting there. It's not. It's confused us. Yeah. It's it's berry like, but I can't pick a single berry. It's definitely not Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a nice taste. I really like this beer. Right. So what have you played then, Alex? You have us waiting. Um, Suspense. So I played um, a couple of instalments of uh, Nazi Zombies with my friend um, online who recently uh, reawoken his Xbox Live uh, subscription. Um, Zach, who was around here oh. the other day. Yeah. So we had um, yeah, a couple of games. Got nice. to, um, so we played on Black Ops um, and I downloaded Black Ops no, Black Ops, not Black Ops 2. Adol held up two fingers and a quizzical look on his face as if I was... Uh, Did Black Ops 2 have zombies? Yeah, I was trying to communicate. I never, played Black, I never played Black Ops 2, so... It's the one, I, Black Ops it's the one I dropped out on. Ghosts, is that the same thing? No, no. Ghosts came Ghost after. Came after. Black Let me just check. I'm not even sure if I have Black Ops 2. Then. Which is the new Black Ops is about to come Three. out? Three. Black Ops 3 is about to come out. Right, right, this right. is why it's a very topical game to be playing. Um, Completely accidentally, but uh, I'm literally looking at my games right now. Yep. I don't think I've got Black Ops Two. Okay. So that was so Black Ops Two was the one that I didn't pick up, and I've not yeah. picked up a Call of Duty game since. I just so, didn't. But you love Black Ops. I, I, I really like the first Black Ops. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, Why it's didn't probably you for Black Ops Two. Then? I don't know. I just wasn't a fan of the the future setting. Oh, I was it of, in the future? Yeah. The, or. It, in the very near future, I think, mm. but um, yeah, I it started down this line, and you had drones and different things like that to use. I, I seem to remember 
I haven't played it, so maybe don't. But uh, I think. But original Modern Warfare had a couple of levels where you were essentially piloting a drone as um, was a two-player level, like a split-screen level where actually it wasn't. You're on a, you're an AC-130, aren't you? In a yeah, plane, yeah, manning the guns, drone. aren't you? An AC-130 is. A no, drone. no, it's not. How are you in a drone? An AC-130 well, I mean, is a fucking. An AC-130 is a massive aircraft. What does AC-130 stand for? Aircraft. Aircraft. Aircraft 130. Yeah. 130 aircraft. No, it can hold the 130 guns. Something. 130 guns. raisins. <laughs> Definitely. In 130 mind. military units. Units. But we we played um we played uh, zombies uh, only a few weeks ago, didn't we? Um, and it's definitely one of those game modes that holds up. Yeah. I, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. When I mean, we got to like. Um, when me and Zach were playing it, got up to like level 28, I think. On uh, there's this level where you, um, it's one of the ones where there's a teleporter and a pack a punch machine, and there's a couple of levels like that. But this one has a special um, game sequence where if you've got a sniper rifle and look down a particular alleyway, then there's like a teddy bear in the distance. If you shoot the teddy bear then they hear this weird girl's voice like crying out in pain and then another teddy bear appears somewhere else in the level like up really far in some of the like scenery and you have to zoom in again and shoot that oh. shoot another one somewhere else I don't then, know anything about this uh, and then something else happens it might be worth getting it on the go later and see yeah, if yeah. I can do this but um, you need to get a crawler so there's um, a, a half to- the torso of a zombie crawling around really slowly and you can just effectively have as much time as you need to do stuff. Yeah, at the end mm. of a round. In the middle of a round, there's no way you... You don't right. want the sniper rifle in the middle of a round either. Yeah. I mean, after, like... Um, I mean, it's quite easy up to about level 10. It's like, yeah, this is just, like, autopilot. No, nothing mm. to worry about. Then level 14, 15, the guns, even headshots, not really doing anything. Yeah. And yeah. once it gets up to, like, level 18, level 20, it starts being, like... We you really need to have a system. You can, you can be like corralling them if you spin round in a in an area, circling round. They'll follow you. So you and can they magically like catch up with each other, so they're a tight pack. Yeah, that's right. It's weird. So you have like a train of zombies following behind you, <laughs> and which is okay. It's, it doesn't really help you kill them. You have to sort of run backwards. Yeah, and shoot make sure you don't clip into them. a chair or something. Yeah, <laughs> just won't move. So yeah, I was enjoying that. Got quite a lot of time out of it. It's, mm. it's not going to last forever. I mean, it's a, there's only so much, and then after a while, you think like, I've been playing this game for like three hours, and all the sound is is like, and it's it's quite relentless. After a while, there's no there's no bling or music or anything like. Yeah, yeah, it's so pretty intense. Do you think you're gonna? Because there's a zombie mode. Yeah, so I trailer, yeah, right? I understand there's a zombie mode for Black Ops Three. Does that entice you at all? Given that you seem to have skipped two. Or do you think that one's probably... Uh, I did enjoy the trailer for Black Ops 3 that I watched the other yeah. day. So um, The Deus Ex-esque. <clears throat> I'm not sure how much I would um, be willing to shell out for it these days. I mean, what is it? When it comes out, it's going to be like... 40 45 quid, quid yeah, yeah. 45 quid, I'm not sure. Oh, but, but you know, I was thinking I'm, of buying I'm, a snooker queue. And it's about 45 <laughs> quid. I'm not sure which one I want more. Right Ooh, now. So. Snooker queue. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um... Having said that, you might be able to get off of Amazon or eBay uh, two Black Ops two for that's true. 
It usually happens when people are like, well, don't need this anymore. It does, but then there's even one, that you, we've got Advanced Warfare as well, haven't we? So yeah. Black Ops 2 might be cheap already because it is the redundant, you know, it's the previous I, I game, it's not the current. Advanced Warfare for Black Ops 2. Really? In fact, if anyone's yeah. listening and doesn't want a copy of Black Ops 2, I'll probably give them a copy of Advanced Warfare, which is shit. On the 360. Yeah, but for, you know, if you're thinking about swapping with me, it's quite good, actually. <laughs> so it's worth swapping. Yeah, I've only played a little bit of the Advanced Warfare multiplayer, but it wasn't enough to to pull me back in. Um, when I jumped to Battlefield, I sort of just stayed there, really. Yeah. Have, so. Are you um, contemplating the hardline, the lack of battle, lack of field battlefields? Yeah, I've not even really thought about it. I never even thought about picking it up. It just seems like they're abusing the name at this point. I mean, it's very. They could have. They yeah. I suppose they had a, a mode where they thought well, we could do cops versus robbers as such, um, and then they've just but, stolen the the battlefield name to to put it on because people know that name. Yeah, and it but, uses the same engine and the same mechanics and things. So right, but it is a battlefield game as such hmm. in terms of mechanics are and all engine Unreal and, and architecture. Games are Unreal games. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I just it just starts no. as odd because they're they're also shifting towards it seems like a more of a focus on the plot as well. It seems like there's an actual single okay. player campaign in, in Hardline, from what I understand, mm. and that's not how Battlefield works. No, but there was um, a single player campaign in in oh they've, in they've the other all games, games have been shunned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems like they are they're trying to improve the single player experience, right. but then <clears throat> suddenly you're not you're, you're making the story matter. You are not in a battlefield. Um, it just seems a little odd. Yeah. And, and to be honest, it, I, it, new IP is good. It is. And it is. If it looks like this is new IP and they're making it, they're badging it as not new IP, and that's just sad. It's fine, but it, it is, but you've got a, a base of however many million people who are, who play Battlefield games. And they wouldn't buy another game from the same developer. True. Do they really think we're that the shit? Name maybe, yeah, yeah. Does the name mean something? Yeah. They obviously think so. Yeah. Um, can I just say, going back to this bit before we move on to the next yeah. one, um, very low residual bitterness for an IPA. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it, it does do its thing and then retreat. It's, so it's more like um, American pale ale style. I mean, it's, it's Actually, quite hoppy and really nice fruits and then doesn't give you that residual bitterness. Actually, when you say that, it reminds me of a sort of a stronger foretaste um, of the West Coast pale ale we had last week. The cutthroat was very nuanced and it faded away. And this is sort of more in your face, but fades away in a very, very similar way. Yeah. That's true. I, I prefer this. Yeah, I mean, this. I like the strong taste. Mm. Yeah. Says the guy yeah. who asked, who was like, yeah, the espresso stead's the best one. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <Yeah. laughs> um, ben, uh, any other games on your docket? I do have another game. But we look like we need another beer. Yeah, we do. Let's have another bit. So now we're going to have a double IPA. Or deeper? Does anyone say that? A deeper IPA? D, a as deeper? in D-I-P-A. Deeper. Ooh, I see what you mean. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. It, it is now. I don't I, think anybody says that. A deeper. I think it's an ip ipper. Are you going deeper? A deeper underground, <laughs> quote, Jamiroquai. Why not? What's this one called? Um, Number four. Nth Cloud? Nth Cloud, which is a pretty random name. Yeah, very. I mean... What's the arbitrary cloud? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Are they mathematicians? And what's the name of the science that studies clouds? Anyone? There is a 
climatology, or are you thinking no, like meteorology, computer science, no. the cloud? <laughs> no, that was a terrible, terrible joke. <laughs> no, what's a... really sad is I thought when I read the word cloud of the cloud before clouds. Uh, that's what. Well, maybe sad. that's what they mean. I don't know. Maybe that's what well, the there cloud is, is. There is a picture of some rocks and a cloud on the uh, on yeah, the I bottom. Think, I think they just mean actual clouds. I think that's a name for the science of clouds. And it's not climatology? No, that's more the specific. science of climate. And clouds are a bit of climate. So I do notice hmm. that the uh, the bottles, the image that accompanies the name, is um, they sort of match each other. So on the uh, the high tour, which we just had, the IPA, uh, no, the IRA, in fact, the high tour, um, there is a picture of a tour, which is quite big. Uh, on Ant Cloud, there's a picture of rocks and clouds. On the Wolf Scott, which is the Black Sour, there are pictures of wolves. On the Axe Edge, which was the IPA, there's um, no no axes, acorns. No, just, uh, I think there's hops. Acorns, green acorns, green fluffy. That's it. The hops. That's all I got. Oh, I was just curious. No if, um, that's kind of weird. Well, it's also weird that it's uh, it's importation. Um, labels? Labels says imported into Australia by. I think they just write those on all of them. Yeah, so that presumably they, their just main markets are England and Australia then. So um, also, it I looks guess. it looks as if the um, the labels have changed somewhat because they've got different information hmm. on that one versus this one. Um, and this one was bottled, the uh, High Tour, which has different information on the Nth Cloud. We're only bottled a month apart. Hmm. They've obviously changed their labelling slightly. This one says imported by Shelton Brothers, Belcher Town, MA. What's that, Massachusetts? I it just depends where they get them from at the time. We're giving away all of their trade secrets. Surely Buxton is brewed in the UK. It says brewed and bottled by Buxton Brewery, Buxton England. This is why I brought up the Australia thing. It just yeah. seems weird that they're... Well, yeah, maybe it's just a, a generic thing that they put on all the labels. Anyway... Anyway, um, what were we this talking has been about? Label talk. <laughs> the beer, <laughs> the label podcast. Um, we're drinking Nth um, Cloud Double IPA right now. Yep, similar and colour to the previous IPA. A yeah. little darker, but just as clear, I'd say. Mm. On inspecting the bottle, it says a Simcoe and Mosaic hop bladed and double IPA, um, and both of those hops are really, really cool, really nice. Um, big. I mean, Mosaic is supposed to have like lots of shit going on, really complex hops. Simcoe is... Um, its nose is actually really light. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Simcoe is a really nice, um, like, classic IPA uh, edition. It's mm. really clean, bitter and hot. Um, I really like both of those hops. Mm. So I'm expecting this to be good. I haven't had any yet. Too busy talking. Give it a smell. Like you said, like no, I said, the it's... The nose uh, is really light. Yeah, it is very light. It's like... But that, oh. that flavour... That's big. Mm. That's oh, very wow. big. Oh, that's that great. That is a great, great beer. Wow. That nose gives nothing. It completely. <clears throat> it, it's such a subtle nose. It's yeah. a little bit of honey almost, and that's about it. You don't even really get a lot of hops or citrus off the nose. And then you get this gorgeous, almost velvety um, feeling. Mm. It sits well. It's quite sweet, because a lot of double IPAs are sweet. Um you can, you, you do taste the alcohol. It's eight point two percent. That you can, it's there in the background. It's like the last thing. 
like so, sort of with the bitterness, a bit more bitterness in this, not a whole lot more, but more than the last one. But you can taste underneath the bitterness, there's a bit of that like alcoholic flavour going mm. on, I think. It's noticeable. Not in a bad way, but it should be noticeable in the double IP. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, good. you're right, you can taste it a lot more than the um, Axe Edge. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, That's very good. It's really, really nice though. Uh, I'm going to luxuriate in this beer mm. a while. Ben, you tell us the next set of game. Sit back set of game. set of game. The next right. set of game I have played. Which is fine, because... The badges? They're, they're, we're talking about mathematical sets, which can have a singleton. A singleton mm. is a set. Yeah, nice. Good. So that's good for all of those math geeks out there. <laughs> that, um. is my, that is my mathematical <laughs> recovery of a linguistic slip. Um, You've done so well. You've you definitely done well. Because yeah. I was thinking, Jesus, he's made a made a gaff there, hasn't he? Yeah. Better recover from it. But you did, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, so, I have dabbled uh, with Heroes of the Storm, which is uh, MOBA. I've never played a MOBA before. It's a massively online battle arena, I think. I've never heard that term. Um, so this is by Blizzard. There's a new Blizzard game. That yeah, I never yeah, called Heroes of the Storm. It's in uh, beta at the moment. Oh, that's fine. Um, but it's uh, it's a MOBA, which is the same as like Dota or League of Legends. Oh, uh, those shitty games with the um, terrible communities. I mean, and <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's another one that's come out called Smite, which my uh, younger brother is playing as well, which he really enjoys. Slightly different. Smite be good. Uh, I think with Smite, they're all gods, so you play as one of the gods. So you they, can't die. <clears throat> Mm, I don't think you die in any of these moments. You just regenerate, don't you? So, it, it, so one of the one of the things with Heroes of the Storm is that you play as a, a notable character from one of the Blizzard games. So a notable character from Diablo, World of Warcraft, or Starcraft. Oh, so you could be like the Lich King. Yeah. Or yeah. I don't know. Again, <laughs> think of so they've. Um, I mean, there's around maybe twenty odd different characters that you can play as. So there's um, like. 7,000 Lich Kings running around? No, so it's uh, 5 and 5. You okay. are one of these characters which has different abilities and things. And basically you are in a battleground and you have to move through it. It, it gives you the same sort of um, camera angle as you get on a football game. Oh. Um, so by battleground you mean there's two armies like, fighting yeah. and you're a soldier moving through them. Exactly, so you're almost a hero of this army. So you've got different... Um, Men that you, which you don't control, which which generate by themselves, which will go and attack the enemy's guys, or once they reach a um, a set of walls and a gate and some keeps and things that want to keep you away from the um, from the stronghold's sort of heart, which is what you've got to destroy to win the game. Um, they sort of uh, control themselves, but you can do different things. So the character I was playing. One of his abilities is to buff these characters so they get better attack as they go. And then uh, another one of the abilities is to um, do a, a special attack which takes down more you know, life out of people and stuff. Um, and I was play I've only played through the um, tutorial rounds and, a and only a couple of rounds. Um, for the beta there was only, I think, five characters that I could pick so from. Was this an open... Is this an open beta? Or is this a... Did uh, you have to... Do some magic application process. I was sent a code from a website because I registered Ooh. my interest and they just right. said, yeah. here's a code. Okay, so I'm just wondering for, for the listeners' benefits if they could 
experience or if they're going to have to wait until... The yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether people have to wait now, whether there was a limited amount of codes or whether you can still um, shout this website or various websites that give them out and stuff, or whether you're a, a Blizzard and you already have an account mm. with some of the other games like Diablo 3 or World of Warcraft know. or something. Maybe we'll put an update pick it up. on the blog when you find out. The yeah. blog? We have a blog? We have a, well, we have a website. We have a, I, I imagine. A blog, yeah, I imagine with 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 our website, we can post written yeah, documents, which yeah. we've never done. Yeah, that, <laughs> but we a, may be yeah, able to. I, I would just assume we, we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll probably put it on the Facebook page or Facebook. Yeah, just that was it. All right, this is all the baseball. social, all the social medias. <laughs> Um, so it I mean, felt very early 2000s there saying blog when I should have said Twitter. No, you should have said vlog. Yeah, mate, we'll yeah, just, we'll just film one of us just, just flog. talking for a moment. Flogged. Well, we'll flog someone for saying <laughs> that they could find out more. Oh, that's what's going to happen if Ben's wrong and you can't join the beta. We will have a live stream mm. on Twitch watching no, him Twitch in this anticipation this of the flogging. <laughs> it's a different podcast, you're a man. This is the flogging. That's, that's definitely yeah, a, a slightly podcast, more yeah. sexy podcast. Yeah. That's, uh... Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome to the Tanked Up Network. Um, um, I so know yeah. I accidentally said Deep Throat last week, but that doesn't mean that I have to be that. All the innuendos. All the innuendos. Yeah. Every week there's innuendos. In whose endo? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, okay. I mean, it's if you like things like League of Legends or Dota or Smite. So how big are the maps then? Uh, they're not very big. They only take you maybe 10 seconds to traverse. Oh, wow. Um, between Sorry, 10 seconds to traverse between sections. So there's um, maybe four sections. So you've, you've almost, the maps that I played on are almost diamond-shaped, and you mm. have paths that move through. So you've got your base, um, your sort of front line, which is a set of gates, uh, a central area, the enemy's front line, and then their base in the middle. Hmm. So what, I don't really understand what the point of it is. Like, so if you're not controlling the army... You're just you're, you're just controlling you're just controlling one character. You're like a general. Who so you, you so you yeah so you you run around almost so it's almost like a think of a th- uh, third person action game where you're running around as Batman, right? And you're so playing that you're playing the Batman game, but then think of, think of the Batman. Where you're Batman. <laughs> so think of think of think of that game yes. with a, a camera which is of a, a like a football game. Yeah. So you're seeing it at that angle. Right. But you can still run around as Batman, doing all of the things that Batman does. Okay. Transfer Batman, that. Wait, Batman's in a war. Batman's not in this game. <laughs> so, this, is, this is Batman this is, may cry. This, this I'm trying, trying, trying to relate it to something. You... Thinking about Batman and thinking about a football camera angle. <laughs> so, so, so Batman's playing football, right? Yes. yes it's FIFA 24. Fucking hates everyone. Um, Devil of uh, Batman May Cry Edition, I think is what you're trying to say, yeah? Exactly. His parents are dead, he's pissed. He's got all this money and doesn't know what to do with it. I have all this money, but I can't buy mom and dad back. <laughs> so I'll play football in a war zone. That makes sense. Except it's a good plot. I like this. It should be a film. All surrounded by a blizzard. And so, like an damn, actual blizzard? An actual blizzard. Well, there is a blizzard in Neville alone, so we've, right. uh, we've come around. Nice. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm gonna have to look up some gameplay. Um, yeah, footage. No, that's the word footage. Um, I mean, it's. It, 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 do you know when it's slated for release? No, not a clue. I did read through the. Uh, I scanned the user agreement to make sure there weren't any NDAs on it. it said mm-hmm. you can't talk about this under any circumstance. This blizzard will fucking destroy your life. Um, I'm not really disclose that much. I'm probably okay. 
Yeah, and for what it's worth... Plus, no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about, so... Yeah, Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Legally speaking, I literally don't know anything about the game, so any comments that I've said may be only taken out of context. (laughs) Oh, but they could could get you get Ben for misconstruing the game as FIFA Batman made Cry Edition. Um. I mean, it's good. If you can go onto the beta, it's a nice game to play for a little bit to understand the mechanics. Mm -hmm. It's... Something like League of Legends and Dota, the bigger MOBAs, seems so intimidating to get into. And it's just something that I don't really want to play. And as you said, the, the communities behind them are fucking atrocious. Yeah. Um, so this is almost a nice easing into this sort of genre of game. Something that I've not picked up and played before. Yeah, I didn't even know they had a uh, genre. Okay? <clears throat> I know Dota and, and, and LOL as Dota and LOL. Yeah. I really consider them what they sit at. Um... If we have any talented photoshoppers in the audience, we would welcome um, a mock-up of FIFA Batman May Cry <laughs> edition, because that just makes me giggle inside. Um, Done, my lunch hour tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to win this. <laughs> lunch hour, just the normal bit of your day. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. When no I, I really just enjoy 10 the... in the morning, emails are done. I really enjoy the fact that we made fun of him losing his parents and it's the Batman May Cry edition. (laughs) Sorry. Um. (laughs) Right. We shall move on. Yes. And very swiftly, ask Adol, because he's played one more game, I believe. Yeah. uh, I've played Antichamber, which is a indie third-person puzzler. Okay. Which I played on and off and finally beat because I remembered it was there. Oh, and there's another game. Yeah. Um, uh, Antichamber is basically, uh, it challenges the, so it's basically you, you are a first person um, perspective, uh, it's mostly a, a very flat, um, white world corridors, etc. but it really challenges, um, so the whole point is to get, figure out the paths between rooms and every time you get to a new room, there's a little picture which describes a story which is ostensibly the developer's story. So once you've explored all the paths, you get all the panels and you can read them in order. Okay. And little sort of comic panels with sort of aphorisms. When you click on the picture, an aphorism appears. Um, but it really challenges your the gaming conventions on what how these worlds look and, and feel. For example, I will reveal one of the solutions to a puzzle. You go through a hallway, you um, turn a quarter, walk down the hallway, and there's a blue staircase up, and a red staircase down. If you go down up the blue staircase, you enter a hallway, turn the corner, and there's a blue staircase up, and a red staircase down. And that continues. Uh, if you go down the red staircase, you find a hallway, you turn the corner, and there's a blue staircase up, and a red staircase down. And you will continue doing this loop over and over, and, spoiler alert, hit the iTunes fast-forward 15 seconds button twice if you don't want to hear the answer. But if you turn around and retrace your steps, the hallway you came through is not the hallway you see now. And now there's a green hallway which takes you out of the room on a different okay, path. Okay, cool. Um, and there's Spoiler whole... alert. Yeah, that's why I said. <laughs> Hit the button. Um, well, like. Yeah, but and, and basically there's a whole bunch of, of, of different puzzles surrounding these, these notions we take for granted in the first yeah. person. So you have to think outside of the box in order to solve these puzzles. Otherwise, you're, you're going to go a little mad. And it's just really fun. It's a nice little brain stretch. It's not too long of a game. Technically, it has a timer as soon as you start, and you need to finish by an hour and 30. 
but after the timer expires, I think you get an achievement that basically says "fuck time" or something like that. It's not that um, uh, gratuitous. Thank you. That's the G word. I was gonna say graphic. I'm like, that's not right. Um, so you can continue and whatever. But um, in fact, apparently, uh, I just found out that there are speed runs on YouTube because apparently you can do it really quickly because mm-hmm. uh, you you sort of can skip between rooms in really weird ways. Um, but yeah, it, it really so even like even the simple thing about jumping across a pit is not as simple as you think. Walls might not be walls, etc. Really fun. It's only a few quid on uh, Steam. Definitely recommend. It's one of my favorite first-person experiences in a mm. while. And as you, I'm sure you've noticed, I've been I'm a bit of a first-person gamer, but less so on the standard COD Battlefield. Format. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'll quickly touch on the last game I played. Which G- will bleed into the topic, actually. Yeah. Which is GTA V, which came out on PC, finally. Um, however, the PC I have is a 2013 i7 8-gig MacBook Air. Um, it turns out when you uh, boot camp that and put GTA V on, um, it will run at 800 by 600. There's not a lot of graphics, but there will be <laughs> mouse lag, which makes it really kind of shitty. Um, so I read because uh, I had played uh, on Alex's uh, 360 the first few missions and some of the online, and it um, it just wasn't quite responsive enough. I couldn't quite get the mouse sensitivity between my mouse's settings and the game's mouse settings to really be responsive enough. Like, mm. I'm shit with controllers, but the first mission, uh, the tutorial mission where you have to go kill the cops after leaving the robbery, I don't think that's a spoiler because it's the very beginning. Um, it's, it's almost 18 months old as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> if you haven't played GTA Five. Yeah. you're dead to us. Yeah, and how did you find this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> um, that, I, I did reasonably that. okay when I played that Um <clears throat> With the controller, which I'm shit with, but it, okay. I kept missing simple shots just because my mouse was just not responsive. Mm. So it might be that if you've got a slightly older computer, then GTA Five is a bit strenuous on the system, and it'd probably be better on one, even one of the previous generation consoles. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They, they say their min spec just mentions um, computer API and um, NVIDIA graphic charts, and of course, I have the onboard HD 5000 Intel. Gym. Yeah, and I, I I match all the other specs surprisingly the min specs, but my little vampire RAM card just doesn't quite have the the juice. Mm. I mean I don't I don't I mean everything's jaggy because I don't have any aliasing. I have low res. It's almost playable, but it just seems like something's just not quite fast enough. I don't yeah. see screen tearing or anything. I don't seem to have a low FPS, but it's just not responsive. Okay, um, which is unfortunate because I thought I could eke out a few missions before. I have returned home and mm. get my gaming PC. And this yeah, game. I mean, my gaming PC is a couple of years old, so it'd be interesting to... What um, card um, I have an... Oh, one of those, yeah. An AMD Phantom 2 processor and a... Oh, fuck, what's the card I've got? It's an NVIDIA GTS 600 series, 600 and something series. I think it might be okay, um, so yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. It, it would just be interesting to see how that compares to to what you're getting on your MacBook of a similar sort of um, I think similar you can age. Go on Game Debate and put in uh, what your specs are and what the game is, and mm. it'll tell you how good your um, console is. Yeah, oh, cool. or can I run this? I think is another 
Anyway, so... Then uh, I will know. Yeah. A small amount of research <laughs> done. <laughs> so, um, you, you, you naturally hinted at that that would take us into our topic, so... I think we well, should uh, open another beer first. Oh, yes. Yeah. To that topic, we should. the Black Sour, which I've got to say I'm not really looking forward to. Wolf Scott. Wolf it's Scott. called Wolf Scott. Wolf Think Wolfscotter. I don't know. No. It is a 3.3% alcohol by volume. I think it will be the weakest beer of the night. Yeah. But um, it probably will have the strongest taste, we're thinking. So I had... Um, me and Sam went to um, Colonel in London last year. And I had a raspberry sour that they made in Colonel. One wonderful brewery. Like, pretty much everything they do is amazing. This was horrible. This really? Was sour that I had, yeah. I mean, it was like... Did it sound like it? No. I think we left half the pint. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, you, were, you left just the pint. In disgust. Just, no. How dare you. I did leave there, but with a massive bag full of beers. <laughs> but, the, the, yeah, I didn't, didn't think to myself, oh, I'll have one of those raspberry sours. So this being a black sour... I just can't see this being nice, but let's drink it anyway and see what happens. We shall see. I mean, if this is better than the double IPA that we just had, I'll be amazed. Yeah, that was very good. Yep. Right, there we go. It's dark. It's black. It's very fucking dark. It's not quite as dark as the espresso stout. It looks like it's... No, that's true. It's not as... So what is it? um, 250 or something like that. I don't know. It's it's not... It's basically opaque, isn't it? Even in low light, you get a little sense of it, uh, of light going through, so it's sub-opaque. It smells weird. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a child having like, a new weird. cuisine for the first time. <laughs> I don't like broccoli. <laughs> it just carrots. <laughs> just oh, it does smell it. a little weird. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, it, it's... um. That's it is the sour. smell of oncoming mm. horrible taste. But it doesn't That's smell like is. like like a sour berry or something. It or like even sour candy. It smells like soured, if that makes sense. It, Not I'm quite getting, like um, gone off milk. Yeah, but <laughs> close, right? Like it smells kind of like something almost, on the way almost, out, right? Yeah. But you know what? To me, it just smells like a stout. It smells like a Guinness. Oh, I it doesn't smell like Guinness. That's what I'm getting from it. No, there's definitely a sourness in that nose that Guinness just doesn't yeah, there's, have. Yeah, doesn't, yeah. But underneath there's uh, the dark, multi, kind of old Ben's dipped in, he's gone. <laughs> wait, 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 shall we do uh, first reactions one at a time? This seems interesting. That's odd as fuck. Alright. <laughs> odd as fuck. However, however odd now, fuck can be, fuck that is it. Is this the king cast or not? <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> is it odd as fuck? I don't know. It's it's not that bad, I suppose. But it's it smells as it tastes. No, it tastes much stronger in the sourness. You think? Oh yeah, it's nowhere near as sour as the raspberry sour kernel that I had. There is a lot of. <laughs> oh, I don't like that either. Is sourness a word? Because that doesn't yeah, describe this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there's not, a lot of sourness. It's, so it's not like. Like having like a half pack of Sour Patch Kids in a quick sitting, that sort of intense sourness. Mm. Um, it's it's not far off. Though. Yeah, but like in the sense that like your, your taste buds aren't burning. So dry as well. Uh, so dry. Yeah. It's almost like black metal as 
sucked the life out of you. Yeah, the only the only sort of the the finish is just dryness in your mouth, a little lingering sour, not a lot. Like like um the finish actually reminds me a little bit of uh um really sour cherries. That sort of mm, the lingering it, taste of those. The, the more I'm the more I'm drinking it, the more it tastes like a mid, a very uh, mid-range cider. Oh, so it's it's. That's true. Actually. I'm getting a lot of uh, blackthorn, which <laughs> isn't a good thing. It, quite, it kind of is like a really, yeah. really dry yeah, cider. Right. Yeah. In, in a, although visually, it's very dry. Like, it's really yeah. dry. It's as dry as a very dry cider. That's true. It's a very dry thing. If you mm. have a big mouthful of fizzy. it, it's like um, it is actually really fizzy. Mm. That's uh, I don't know if you if the microphone caught the um, the droplet noise of me <laughs> being surprised by the fizziness and and re- upturning the glass in the sense <laughs> the liquid Sending it back and, and it made a broop noise. But that's what did it. It was the fizziness. Right. So, so uh, in this mood, that we're in, <laughs> the sour mood we're now in. <laughs> We shall discuss very briefly, as are all of our discussion topics end up being, um, morality in beers. Morality in beers. How dare this beer? <laughs> yeah. um, if there was an immoral beer. <laughs> morality in games. I'm going to let Adil kick off. Sure. Um, so we, I guess, moral- we define morality first. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, Jesus. Jesus is morality in games. <laughs> That's right. Basically, if are there religious games? Do you get like you know? There's got to be religious. There's oh. got to be religious. No, but like games. you know, there's religious music like and, Jesus and movies, and whatever. Like, do you have those yeah. games where you have to? There's probably a lot of feed. The there's probably lots of people who are very religious who don't allow their children to play any games unless they're a, a religious-based game. What so that you learn like the books of parables? The, but, New Testament. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. maybe. It's um, not anything I've ever delved into. We will Maybe look we into should this. make a game like that because it would probably sell that. really well in America, where people like games and the Bible. Maybe we should get some kind of religious person in to help us. Oh <laughs> no, we won't. Or is this just purely from an atheist point of view? <laughs> Cynically, there's no oh. God anyway. It doesn't matter what I do. Fuck. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you just walk like. and fall off a cliff and it ends and just goes. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. that is it. Why did I die in this game? It was meant to be. It's God's will. <laughs> we need to make the game God's will, where just shit happens. I'm sorry, we're getting a little off topic. Piano out of the sky, dead. <laughs> God's will. Yeah, I like the idea of a game where, like, you die once, and then it, like, doesn't let you play it anymore. There's a file in there that stops it oh, ever loading. Like, like, like <laughs> literally that, a permadeath? Yeah, that's it. You have to enjoy the game, and you just get this brief glimpse of, what are the game mechanics? Oh, shit, I've died. You just oh, walked in no. front of a bus. Oh, yeah. Done. Yeah, the, the disc self-destructs or something. That's it is. It, that no, yeah, it's instant it, corrupt file. It, it, it <laughs> invalidates the Steam key, and you have to. And then, yeah, you'd have so, to buy it again. To... No, no. So you can buy different editions of the game, right? But if you buy the Hindu yes. version of the game, <laughs> you start up again, but in a different situation. Oh God, um, quite. Uh, so when we. So why we... did we pick morality? <laughs> As a topic, <laughs> theology is a topic actually. But, um, um, theology. So, um, morality sort of came about as a game mechanic in things like Fable, where you could pick the 
strictly morally right or strictly morally wrong answer. Like, this is obviously the good thing, so you get good points. This is obviously the bad thing, so you get bad points. Um, and then we get things like The Force Unleashed, similarly, light side, dark side decisions. Um, yeah, in- infamous. Almost infamous. very similar, light side, dark side. Yeah. Um, but actually, that, that reminds me, uh, in Swatter, Star Wars, The, the Old Republic, mm. uh, the MMO, I actually I played as a Jedi initiate, and I had a real problem with a couple of those choices, because I was like, well, this isn't obviously the wrong thing to do. Like, there was it makes a very, it a bit more ambiguous. Uh, no, because you got light side points for doing something which seemed to be, the, to me, not the best thing. Okay. Um, and, and it was just really interesting to be like, oh, there's an absolutist morality underlying this that is just dictated by what the developers thought. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of games which allow these choices, um, but it doesn't seem like they do a lot. Um so, uh, have either of you played the Mass Effect series? Yeah. So, what was your experience with Mass Effect 3? Uh, the one I haven't played. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the other games, it's, it, I suppose similarly to several role-playing games, you normally have maybe three choices to make yeah. um, in any kind of dialogue situation. And you've got the, mm. the nice choice... <laughs> Mm. Was it another had, swill of beer? Sorry, I had a bigger gulp. This is that's a good face, though. That's oh. a good face. Um, yeah, so you have a, a, a choice which is very obviously the, the the nicest thing to do. One that's sort of very middling, and one that's the meanest thing to do. Is it like feed a kitten? Don't feed a kitten, or kill a kitten. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's very easy to to pick which side that you go on, and you may get some arbitrary points. Or, like in Star Wars, you get um, the Old Republic. You get various points which unlock different abilities and things. I think. Similar um, with Spider-Man games as well. Some of the more recent Spider-Man games. Really. Um, or at least one of them. Not some of one of which had the black suit in it. Was that the future one where you were four different Spider-Man? Uh, it was the one before that. Spider-Man's Shadow. Okay. Um, yeah, and and depending on your choices, you would basically get your regular suit version would have more oh, right. abilities, okay. and your versus your black suit one mm. would just be meaner. It's something similar in Infamous, where your apparent the character's appearance changed slightly depending so, on which side you jump towards. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I thought I just I find it so clunky because it's. Um, there's no middle ground. Mm. Uh, like you will do yourself a disservice in the sort of an infamous Star Wars Spider-Man um, things because you will never go through these trees. Like you need to play it as purely good or purely evil. Yeah, you don't. You don't pick what you may pick yeah. in a certain situation because you want to achieve, you know, the the top tier of. Um, Upgrades or something. Well, like and that. in fact, you, the game will be much harder if you just do things that are around what you might think. Yeah. Because you will get just kind of a shit version of all the powers. Mm. Uh, and then at the end game, you need a good version of some power. Right? Yeah, I mean, Pillars of Eternity do it quite nicely because they're relevant of how you treat the characters and how you decide to be in terms of dialogue or whether you kill a character or not. 
you still gain experience. You might gain different reputation points in different cities, which might unlock uh, a, a, an extra mission or something like that. But you know, it's your playthrough of the game, so you play it through how you wish to play it through. And if you don't see that extra mission, you don't even know it's there. Whereas with something like Infamous, I seem to remember having it. Which, you know, every mission you sort of have to do to progress through the game. So they can't lock certain things off dependent on how you're, or they could lock certain things off, like different uh, abilities and things. But it just seems with Pillars of Eternity that it's a bit more ingrained, and it actually, you play sort of, or at least that I played how I think I would play. Yeah. Not sort of trying to, to be a, a role. And I think not, that's... Not being good in every decision that I make, and thinking, actually, I don't fucking like this guy. He's, he's only going to give me 100 uh, gold doing this thing whereas if I kill her now I can just be well mercenary so and get 300 gold and stuff like that so moral choice I mean like uh, seems like with these as a game mechanic morality oh. is like utility it's just you right. know is this useful to me yeah. is it better do I get a bonus if I right. do this so I think do the thing that like it's just another way of choosing the best path through the game and I think that's that's the reason why it, I uh, sort of wanted to talk about it was because we have games and I'm really glad to hear Pizzles of Eternity is like this where so morality got introduced to gaming in a very hacked um, sort of hacked on uh, game mechanic way so in infamous especially in these sort of um, third person action games like uh, Force Unleashed Spider-Man yeah, Infamous, uh, infamous. Spider-Man Spider-Man makes it sound like a surname I know that's why I like Jimmy it Jimmy Spider-Man yeah exactly yeah, Spider-Man <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, Spider Man. This is why I say it. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like it actually interrupts the flow of the game and brings up a, like you're most of the game you're playing the character moving around, doing actions, going through the the linear or sandboxy plot, whatever, and you are the person. And then suddenly a menu appears in front of you. It says, "What do you want to do?" And that's just not in line with the rest of the game. Mm, okay. Like it feels really tacked on. Because it's a it's a gameplay mechanic that doesn't sit on the same level as everything else. It pulls you back. Now you're not the guy. You're a guy directing the guy. Well, I guess if, in Pills of Eternity, if you if it's based more on actions that you do, well, it's almost everything you do will have an effect right. on and that, how moral the character and that, the morality of the. But like, what's the point of being moral? I mean, yeah. that question itself means it's utilitarian way of looking at it. But like, is it better for you? Because it makes it easier, or they unlock stuff in the game, or whatever. Then no, it doesn't. It, like, it, with Pillars of Eternity, it doesn't, or at least the, how I play, it doesn't seem to have much of an effect at the moment. So, so, so yeah. The, so something, something slightly blocked off. So, um, rather than having, so if I'd have done uh, a mission in a certain way and I'd have spared the life of somebody, I might have got reputation with a house. The next time I go to them, if they give me a mission, there might be a dialogue choice which opens up something completely different to just the standard dialogue choice. But to be able to pick that dialogue choice, I need to have a reputation with them of a certain amount. Right, right. So, but, I mean, they could have made the choice non-moral. Like, yeah. do you choose the red sword or the blue right, sword or yeah. something? And yeah. if you do, then it opens up this dialogue thing if you choose, because they really like red swords or something. So it's just an arbitrary choice. It doesn't matter. The fact that they call it a no, moral choice right, is but point, I think the a point way is, of choosing pathways through mm, the game. But mm. I think the point is that you, you don't know what... What choices will matter later in in, in yeah, but in that's fine. I mean, but that's nothing to do with morality, though, is it? That's no, sure it does. Because if choice. you if you don't know this is going to have a thing, you just choose based on yourself rather than 
some projected thing. Like in in Force Unleashed, you know for a fact I've made a couple. I'm making bad decisions, so I can get Force Choke and the Lightning. Yeah, I see what you're Versus, saying. Now, as it, it's it's just sort of utility. You're you're doing it because it opens up. Is that extra bits for you? And it's yeah, just and it's and it, it's essentially is it just a game mechanic? Yeah, because like the whole of, point of, of the game is where like, making decisions. Yeah, exactly. Like there's, I mean, so so if you take GTA for instance, any GTA game, you can be hideously immoral, yeah. punching strangers and flame mm. rounding them or whatever, like doing whatever you want, getting hookers and then running them over and getting your money back and things like that. It's stupidly immoral acts that you can. Mm. That's sort of an attractive point of the game is that everybody does these things because it's funny or whatever. Like the game parameters, I would never do any of those things in real life, but I, I would definitely do them on GTA. It's like right, but GTA the point of like morality doesn't really work in a game setting. I mean, I, you could bring it in and make. I it don't think that's torture. true at all. It seems to me it's a tortured way of making you have to choose no, pathways so, through the so game. It's not. I'm pres- I'm precisely saying that that it's a shitty mechanic when it's as blatant as. Uh, Fable does as Star okay, Wars. Okay, so, so it seems to me there's two options. It's either a way of you picking something that goes through the game, or it's an irrelevant. Like, no, that's not true, right? Happen. So, so Papers Please is a is probably the best moral game I've ever played, and we've talked about it a little bit uh, mm. on a previous podcast. But roughly, you are a border guard in a um, Eastern European Eastern European um, pre-fall-of-the-wall fictional country and your job is to patrol the borders based on the current bureaucratic rules um, but you need to get through you have a family at home and you need to um, make the more people you process in your limited daytime the more money you get which is odd for uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's a bit capitalistic now that I think about it but um, and in the on the first day you go home, you have to choose whether your family starves or is cold. Because you have to turn that you cannot afford food and heat. And you can play the game and completely say, the family does not affect you except for the fact that they exist. And every day you go home to them. And by the end of the game, I don't want to spoil any plot because I think people should play the fuck out of this game. Um, you basically, you there are choices you have to make between these these two things and they aren't really touching mechanics they're they're sort of narrative based like you can finish the game with the family not doing well or with you not doing well yeah, with your so job I, I said a minute ago that it's either something that um, but it's not irrelevant through, or it's irrelevant it seems to me it's irrelevant it's, that, you know? well, it depends no, whether you enjoy that it depends whether you enjoy that story I irrelevant is such a strong word irrelevant sounds like it doesn't matter what I do but the whole point is when you play a game like this, you will choose a side, and you will, you will. It's not like you're one day going to be like, well, the family doesn't matter. You end up making these choices, and one of the power, one of the great things about this game is that you get attached to it, and you feel but what say, the results see, are. In Hotline Miami, the storyline is irrelevant. I mean, like, yeah, I could sit there and I could watch it, and it's like chatting to the dude sure, with the yeah, okay. such and such out, and I'm like, but after a while, I'm just like, fuck it, just skip, 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 skip. Right. So after, I think after I was playing that game, it'd be like. Fuck it, cold. Just let it be cold. It doesn't matter. Jesus, no, I, I, think, I think I think you. Are, those are two very different games. It, it, it Maybe I'm in just, a moral game. Yeah. No, I don't think you. I, I, don't I think, think it just depends on how invested you become within the game. But I also think that yeah, the, the Hotline Miami versus Papers Please are very different games. Part of the mechanic of 
Hotline, none of the mechanics of Hotline Miami are, has to do with what people are saying. Yeah. Part of the mechanic is having to make a choice in Papers, Please, about what happens to the family, what, how you attribute, you distribute the minimal funds you get. The gameplay does make force you to consider these people in a way that other games don't. And that's why the gameplay pushes you to this morality. I think it's good, because it's up to you, it's moral, it's, it involves your feelings, and it doesn't change doesn't mean that if you do this choice, you can't finish the game, right? This is the type of morality that I think games have the ability to actually make you think. Hmm. I've talked about Spec Ops Line as well, and how you don't realize that exactly what's happening in this brown shooter until you're like, oh shit. Um, and these are examples and of, of morality in games done right, where it's part of the experience of the game, but it's not... Like, where your choices, because they seem like, well, oh, I can do whatever, because it's it might seem like a irrelevancy, or at least it doesn't change my utilitarian approach to the game, that I end up having this moral experience, this actual attachment in a way that games up till now haven't had to do. And I think that's one of the great things about gaming today, is that we're getting this level of maturity where people are thinking about mm. what it means for these things to happen, not just on a, I want to be the best good guy, I want to be the best bad guy, or worst bad yeah. guy. Is the worst yeah. bad guy... The best good guy, or the worst bad guy? He's better at being bad. He's better at being bad. He's definitely the best bad guy. The worst bad guy? Well, it's two cents of better, isn't it? Better as in morally better, or better as in better at being Yeah, so I'm saying, is the worst bad guy the best good guy, or is the worst bad guy the best bad guy? No. The guy who's really terrible at being good might not be good at being bad. He might just be clumsy. Mm. True. Fair. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Aristotelian bombshell. Um... Have we got a free game to promote? We do. Uh, I'm we... assuming we will just pick the double IPA. It's just hey man, I, I, yeah. Anyone, anyone <laughs> for the sour? <laughs> no. Um, Buxton, good though, liked it. it I really nice. liked yeah, uh, it. Yeah, really the first three beers were really good. A variety um, of the beers. I'm the sure amber not. was, I remember it being quite coppery. The IPA, don't actually remember, but seems to remember saying vaguely good things about it. The double IPA, much nicer. Really good. Really yep. liked it. We drank it all day. Yeah, I think you're presumptive. I would, yeah, I would drink that. Okay. The clear winner. Um, free Game of the Week is super hot. It is superhotgame.com. It is, uh, there's a free uh, prototype, and it's basically the premise of the game is um, the. it's a first-person shooter where time moves exceedingly slowly until you start moving. So time moves when you do. Um, and uh, it's only three levels as the prototype, but there's, um, you know, you can support them, and they're moving closer to an alpha, I think. And basically, it's just, it it is probably the closest first-person experience to The Matrix I've ever played. Um, in that, like, if you, if you just stop moving, bullets are barely moving, they have trails. You can choose to sidestep. Bullets will move closer. You can then choose to re, sort of, rejig yourself. Um, it's just yeah. It's it's quite a lot of fun for such a little prototype, and and mm. I think a full fledged game with thicker graphics. Because right now, the bad guys are just basically stick figure esque white models on uh, red models and a red. gray b- background. Yeah, and you yeah and. Yes, but it's really good. And the last level is a little hallway scene, which is a little actually tricky, with four guys shooting at you as you progress through a hallway, and you have to dodge all their bullets. 
And you don't start with a gun and you have to kill them all. Um, fun. Super hot. No moral choices. <laughs> uh, no. They're not real people. So They're just dummies at well, the moment. Mannequins. Yeah. Mannequins yeah, have faces. come to life. Yeah, their faces are inanimate. Or, or they were animals. <laughs> Or animals, yeah. People really hate if, if animal cruelty in games, which will be next week. No, it's not. Next week's topic. Yeah. Next week we're going to be in possibly a secret location. Oh, yeah. yeah. So possibly it's uh, it's going to be Adam's last Bristol podcast in the flesh with us as he's going back to Canada. Possibly. Canada. he comes back. He might come back. UK, so. oh, I'll probably come back at some point in the UK. But. So, yeah. At some point, for sure. But yeah. 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 Soon. <laughs> If, if I don't, something's going horribly wrong. <laughs> so we're going to go out on the road and go and film. Film? film. Record. Record. Record on location. Not in a film sense. Not in a record. film sense. Definitely just sound record in a film location. In a fucking hour. Start again. We'll start the whole podcast again. Start again. Fill the bubbles up. Anyway, yeah, we'll be out next week. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Definitely. So we're in an hour and 12 minutes. Let's just stop talking now. Oh, uh, well, first of all... Um, <laughs> or not. Or you can say another thing. If you want to reach us, yep. you can reach us on the Facebook. Same, the same way as you can every other week up till now. Exactly. This is the first episode. At Tanktub underscore cast. Well, at Nova underscore 47 for me. <laughs> at the Omniarch for a deal. And at I'm still not Pigeon there. people for... Alex. <laughs> you dig a if, tunnel. I was, keep going. See if it if comes Pigeon People is not taken on Twitter, you need to just take that. Pigeon <laughs> People. Pigeon People. Right. Um, take it easy, guys. We'll yeah. see you soon. Bye. Ciao.